Uh, well, welcome everybody to our 10 minute table talk. I am Pastor Marcus Holman. And today I wanna to talk to you about the consequences of fatherlessness. What happens when the father is not in the home? What happened when the man is absentee? A recent study in 2011 from fathers.com said this, that children in father absent homes are almost four times more likely to be poor. In 2011, 12% of children in married couple families were living in poverty compared to 44% of children in mother-only families. The same census in 2011 also noted this, that children living in female-headed families with no spouse present have a poverty rate of almost 47.6%, over four times the rate of married couple families. The same study suggests something even more staggering. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services states that fatherlessness children, fatherless children are dramatically of greater risk of drug and alcohol abuse. There is significantly more drug use among children who do not live with their mother and father. The physical and emotional health this study continues to provide that a study of 1,977 children aged three and older living with the residential father or father figure found that the children living with married biological parents has significantly few externalizing or internalizing behavioral problems than children living with just one biological problem, I mean, a parent. So I said that children living in a two-parent household are more emotionally stable than those who are living in a one-parent household. So where does this all come from? What is the problem that we seem to be facing? Uh, make no mistake about it that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God said, let us create man in our own image and according to our own likeness. And in the image and likeness of God, he created them, male and female. In Genesis chapter number two, he takes that same creation and he puts him in the Garden of Eden and he gives him a job to tend the garden. And only after was Adam given a responsibility, only after Adam was given a job would God give him a spouse. So Adam was firmly established as a single man before he was responsible enough to care for another person. Biblical manhood is all throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. But more specifically, I want to bring to your attention today is 1 Kings chapter number two, beginning at verse number one. And here's what it reads. Now the days of King David drew near that he should die. And so he charged Solomon, his son saying, I go the way of all the earth. Here's what I want you to do. Be strong, therefore, and prove yourself a man and keep the charge of the Lord your God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgment, and his testimonies as written in the law of Moses. And then here's what he says at the end of verse number three, you will prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. So here it is, David on his deathbed, he brings his son Solomon into his chambers and tells his son Solomon, I'm getting ready to go the way of all the earth, meaning that I'm getting ready to die as all men will. And the last thing that he tells his son was to be strong and prove himself to be a man. David charged Solomon with a very solemn charge in proving himself to be a man, not a male, but a man. 
It's not the designation of what bathroom door that you go in. It's not the fact that you're born a male, but you have to mature to be a man. And David said here that a man does a couple of things. One, a man is strong. He tells Solomon to be strong, to be strong in all of his ways. That a man should be strong in his demeanor. He should be strong in his emotions as to provide support to those that God has given him. And then he also says that a man is a godly man. In verse number three, he says that a man keeps the charge of the Lord his God. In other words, David said unto Solomon, be a godly man. Don't just be a man, but be a godly man. And a godly man operates with principles and integrity. And then he tells him not only to be a godly man, but he says to walk in the ways and keep the statues of the Lord is God. In other words, don't just be a hearer, but be a doer. Solomon told uh, King David told Solomon to let his actions match up with his words. Whatever he said that he was going to do to have the integrity to follow up with what his words committed to. And then lastly, he said to keep his statutes, his commandments and his judgments as written in the law of Moses. And then David told Solomon that if you be strong, prove yourself to be a man. If you keep the charge of the Lord, your God, if you walk in his ways, if you keep his statutes, if you keep his commands, his judgments and his testimonies as written in the law of Moses. Here's what David promised to Solomon, that God would prosper him in all that he did. Whichever way that he turned, God was going to be with him. He gave Solomon, his son, a solemn promise that David himself was not promising, but was making a promise based on what God had told him. He said, if you do what I tell you to do, if you go where I tell you to, do, to go, if you say what I tell you to say, I promise you that I'm going to prosper you. What is the hope of man except it not be in the hopes in the hands of the Lord? David called Solomon on his deathbed and says, son, I'm getting ready to die. And here's what I want to leave you with. I want you to be strong, prove yourself to be a man and follow after God. We're living right now in a time where the male presence is being vacated in record numbers. 74% of all new births in, this, in the African-American household are to single mothers. So we are bringing children into this world without the presence and the uplifting of their fathers. When we see all of the social unrest that is going on right now, when we see the problems that are facing this world at epic proportions, we can trace many of these social ills back to a broken home. It matters if you come from a good family. And when I say good, I mean a support of what a family is supposed to provide. It doesn't mean that you're gonna have all of the money. It does not mean that you're gonna live in the nicest houses. It does not mean that you're gonna eat the finest of foods. But I know that a strong, secure family produces strong and secure generations. When kids come from a two-parent household where they are able to experience love, acceptance, and support, you further those generations for generations to come. The process will duplicate itself. I myself, as many of you have heard and know, I come from a single parent household. I'm 47 years old, coming up here in just a couple of weeks, and I didn't find out my dad's first name until I was 27 years old. It was on my 27th birthday that I found out my dad's first name. My mom had me when she was 16 years old and she did the best that she could possibly do to raise me as her son, not having my father in my life.
I've only talked to him one time and I've never seen him a day before in my life. And as successful as my life has been and as much as God has blessed me, I would be remiss in telling you that I did not miss the presence of a father that I did not. I was not able to glean some valuable lessons from my father. I've been able to do great things and God has been tremendously faithful to me and my family, but it is not gone without struggle. I know that had I had that particular foundation, I could have avoided a lot of the pitfalls that I that unfortunately I fell into. But I've made a commitment not only to myself, but to my wife and my four children that they will never experience what I've had to experience. Never a day will they wake up where they ever have to worry about if their father was going to be in the home. And I believe that is going to produce generations upon generations. The family curse has been broken. The fatherlessness curse has been broken because I made a decision to break that curse. And family, I wanna tell you that no matter where you are right now, no matter where life may have you right now, you can make a choice to do better. You can make a choice to change the dynamics, not only of your life, but of the lives of those around you. You can decide to be better. You can, do, you can decide to do greater and more magnificent things. Solomon was guided by his father and he told him, be strong, prove yourself to be a man, walk with God, and then he said, God will prosper you wherever you go. What a great promise. To that man out there, to that woman out there who, grow, who grew up in a single parent household, it's not over. It doesn't mean that that's a period, it's just a comma. You can do greater things with what God wants to do in your life. So I wanna encourage you to look to the hills from which cometh your help. All of your help does come from the Lord. And always remember that you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Be blessed.